0: Hey guys, welcome to the seven figure box show. My name is Andrew Frezza and today's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about trying to avoid high stakes consequences during coronavirus, or really during any time in your life. And I want to talk about this idea of asymmetric returns, which is something that I've heard applied to investing. And I want to talk about how you guys can apply it now to your business as well as in your, your personal lives as well. So. It's been a crazy week for us. Um, We are in the heart of South Florida where coronavirus cases are the highest in the entire country. Um, And we had six coaches and one front desk staff member test positive last week. We had to shut down our gym for two full weeks. Uh, We may even have to shut down even a little bit longer than that, but uh, we're already towards the end of the second week. We had several other members report being sick and some of them ended up testing positive for coronavirus. Um, almost all of them have fully recovered. So that's the really good news to this. Uh, many of them experienced some pretty serious flu-like symptoms like fevers, chills, migraines, diarrhea, um, you name it. They, they had those different coronavirus symptoms that are out there. And you know, even though a lot of them have fully recovered, um, a lot of them did go through some dark times. No one had to go through to the hospital uh, yet. And, and most people are on the back end of this thing. But there were people that had some, some scary thoughts throughout this um, that they shared openly with me when they had a tough night and, and some of them are, are completely alone. They don't have a spouse or someone with them to take care of them and they had some dark moments through this. And I mean, I've, I didn't get it this time. Um, I don't know how I didn't get it, but I didn't get it because um, I was around all of our, our coaches um, that did get it. So um, I was lucky enough to not get it this time and um, i've had the flu in the past though and i can imagine where if you're going through some of those really intense flu symptoms and you have in the back of your mind that this is a deadly disease how some of those more scarier thoughts about your mortality could show up Um, but i wanted to shoot this episode and kind of lay out where we were because i want to talk about the idea of basically high stakes wins And high-stakes losses versus low-stakes wins and low-stakes losses and this is really geared from a business standpoint to those of you out there that aren't in danger of going out of business right now you have some money in the bank uh, hopefully you got the PPP loan or one of the other loans and you're not really in danger of going out of business in the next three to six months but you are worried about your long-term future and you're really trying to prevent any type of major Incident in the short-term that could really jeopardize that long-term future and that's what I'm talking about with these high-stakes Consequences is trying to avoid those things that are going to really put your long-term future in danger because of a decision that you did or did not make today and um, Just to kind of further develop where we were with this whole thing we were open for almost two months without any issues and the timeline of how this happened is uh, about two weeks ago on Tuesday, we heard of one member that was sick, um, someone that we're close to, so it's not unusual for this person to go out of their way to express that they were sick to us, but they hadn't been in the gym since they had symptoms. Um, they did get tested, but they were waiting on those test results. So we felt like with one member getting sick after being open for almost two months, it wasn't it wasn't a, a reason to uh, sound the alarms and close down immediately. And then a few days later on that Friday, one of our coaches uh, started to not feel well and had a fever. This was Friday afternoon. That coach was not on the schedule on Friday, not on the schedule on Saturday. So we didn't have them lined up to coach at all. Um, and they also had to get tested as well. So. Uh, That coach, we were going to have them get tested and then kind of take it from there. And then that was the weekend we did Murph. This was Fourth of July weekend, so that Saturday we had Murph scheduled, and we actually did Sunday as well because we have those smaller class times right now. We wanted everyone to get a chance to be able to do Murph. It's usually a big event for us, so Saturday and Sunday was dedicated for people to do Murph, and we we ran our normal classes on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, during some of those classes, we heard about two of our other coaches. They texted me and said they were starting not to feel well as well. So it was a little bit too late to cancel those classes on Sunday. Um, But knowing that three coaches were starting to feel symptoms, we immediately started to think, okay, we probably have to do something now. We should uh, look at closing the gym. And we decided to do that. We closed the gym on Monday for definitely the whole week and uh, ended up being now we're on the end of that second week now we're about uh, 10 11 days out from that so we've been closed for a week and a half and over the next 48 hours from that Sunday we ended up testing everyone on Monday our entire staff and we had six coaches that had it and one front desk staff that got it as well and that front desk staff was actually completely asymptomatic up until the test and for several days afterwards they were asymptomatic and they came back completely poz- or positive, even though they had zero symptoms for, for many, many days. So I want to give you guys some context on this thing because um, it's easy to get overconfident about where you are and not that we got reckless with how we did things, um, but it certainly felt like, okay, this is not going to happen to us. And if it does happen, it's going to be an isolated incident and we didn't expect it to sort of spread like wildfire, fire, like it did amongst our staff and some of our community members. And that's what ended up happening. So when we do open back up, we're going to open up with a lot more strict protocols, knowing that this thing could spread that quickly, even with the really good protocols that we had in place. I mean, we felt like if you asked us two weeks ago, if we were doing everything right, we would have said yes, we wouldn't have said we were being reckless about it. Now, seeing how this thing could still spread, even with those precautions in place, we're going to take it to another level. Um, But I want to talk about kind of the higher level thinking of this that goes with this and what we're thinking about as we open back up, okay? And it's this idea of asymmetric returns, okay? So I've heard, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I hear uh, a lot of investors listen to videos with Warren Buffett and Bill Ackman and, and some of these other investors, and they talk about this idea of asymmetric returns. And what that means is when they look at an investment, they try to find investments that if it hits, it's gonna provide a 10 to 100 times ROI on investment. So if they invest $10,000 into something, they're gonna make 100,000 to several million dollars in return if that thing hits, or maybe billions of dollars, who knows if it's, if it's a you know tech stock. But if they miss, they might only lose a few thousand dollars or they might lose just that initial investment, a $10,000 investment, and that's it. They're not on the hook for anything more than that initial investment. So basically by doing that, by trying to find investments that that is true with these asymmetric returns, they put themselves in a position to, even if they miss several times, if one of those things does hit, it's very likely that they're gonna be successful um, in the long term, as those, those things hit. So when we talk about our businesses or even our personal lives, one of the things that we're thinking about now, one of the things that I'm talking to our coaches about now is this idea of high stakes wins and losses versus low stakes wins and losses. And I think that there's three really big high stakes situations that we as gym owners need to be thinking about and trying to avoid right now. And the first one is the one that we experienced. We had to shut down our gym for two weeks. And we were not able to charge our members for those two weeks. We actually had a few actually close to, I think, 75 people that reached out and said, no, keep me off hold. I want to continue paying you guys, even though, um, we can't go into the gym, but we felt like this time around compared to the previous shutdown, we couldn't charge people because previously we were able to loan out equipment. We were able to provide, um, uh, workouts for both our FTX or CrossFit track and beach fit. We were able to provide one-on-one accountability to people. We were able to provide a lot more value in return for keeping people active. This time around, it was too quick. We couldn't loan out equipment. Our coaches were sick, so they couldn't shoot videos. They were in bed and we didn't want to ask them to, to reach out and have to do accountability and stuff. So we felt like it was only right to shut down our gym. For us, with the revenues that we bring in, that's like being closed for two weeks is about a 20 to $30,000 loss for us. And that is like a true loss. Like we're still paying out our coaches the same. We still have a lot of our same expenses. So that is a high stakes loss for us. And luckily we have enough money saved up where that doesn't put us out of business, but for some people that could. Another really big high stakes situation for people is the potential to get sued right now. If you do something that's putting your people at risk, and you're not effectively communicating that, you have the potential to up, open yourself up to sue. The third thing that I'm thinking about, and this is probably the biggest one, is having one of your members or a close family member or a friend of the member um, be seriously hospitalized or uh, die from this or have lasting negative effects and then first catching that at your facility. And I think it's really important that we're keeping these three things in mind because you might be like us where you feel like you're doing a lot of things right and you're protecting your members. But if something goes wrong at your facility, you're going to be the first one that people blame. And we experience that now where where some people, I mean, a lot of our people were like, you know, I knew the risks that I was taking on by coming back to the gym. Um, I'm perfectly fine with the way things went down. And these are people that caught it. And, you know, and and they allowed us to support them through their recovery in this thing. But then other people really were not prepared for this. And they thought that they were in a mental state to be able to handle this happening to them. But there was actually a lot of people that reached out with um, negative feedback. And those were the ones that didn't catch it. They just felt like they were... Uh, at risk more than they wanted to or put other people in their lives at risk i think that's the thing that i saw the most with people is that it wasn't that they themselves were now fearful it was they felt like they put people in their lives at risk that they they didn't plan to do that or they weren't they didn't fully accept that that was a possibility when they came back to the gym so i want to point out that now that we've been through this and we've seen so many of our staff members get it and test positive and so so many of our community members get it and test positive and recover and get through this, most of them are on the, on the back end of this thing, it obviously encourages me that, okay, this thing might not be quite as serious as we originally thought, right? Our I mean, in Florida, our cases are through the roof right now, tens of thousands a day uh, or 10,000 plus per day, but our deaths are still remaining fairly low. So... I, I do get some confidence in that sense of, okay, yes, the death rates are staying low. A lot of people are going to survive this, especially healthy people in our community. Um, the one thing that does scare me, though, is how quickly this thing spreads. And we, we realized that firsthand of really by the time we made a decision to react and we felt like we reacted really, really quickly. Um, you know At that point, you, you still had so many people infected. So even though I believe that this thing Um, won't affect a lot of people in a a negative way to the point that they are hospitalized or die, when we open back up, we are going to be significantly more strict about how we open up. Um, We're going to increase more time between our classes. We're going to be upping our cleaning and disinfecting schedules, um, basically disinfecting everything between every single class. Um, which we were cleaning before every class, but we're going to take that to another level. We bought some some sprayers and some things like that that are going to allow us to take it to a next level. We're going to have all of our staff wearing masks at all times. We're going to be eliminating any in-person staff meetings and encouraging our coaches to work from home when they're not coaching classes. And if there's anything I can give you guys to take away from this, it's that is keep your staff separate and isolated from each other. Um, That was the one thing that I think we could have done a little bit better that it's easy to look back and say, oh yeah, like we should have realized that. But um, what you want to make sure is that if one person on your staff gets it, they have very little to no contact with other members on your staff. So that way, if one person gets it, your whole staff isn't wiped out and you can truly feel like it's an isolated incident because this thing can spread quicker than you think and, and do it very unknowingly. And then I also want to quickly just address the mindset on this thing. I think there's a like a lot of people that are trying to make this a political issue. There's a lot of people that are trying to put a stake in the ground on one side of this thing or the other. And I tend to be in the middle on the, a lot of these things, right? So you hear people that that say, "Okay, you're the worst human in the world if you don't wear a mask, or or, or stay in your house 24/7," and then you have other people on the other so- side of the coin that are saying, "We're all gonna get it anyways." And What's the point of wearing a mask or distancing? Is that because we got to get the herd immunity and we're all going to get it. And I tend to be a lot more in the middle on these things. And the, the thing that I've heard that have stuck most with me that I think is still true and resonates with me is that I think that we need to flatten the curve so we don't overwhelm our hospitals and testing centers. And I think we need to protect the most vulnerable in our population, like older people and those with existing issues and weakened immune system. I think those things are still true because what we're experiencing right now in Florida is that the testing, you can get tested pretty quickly, but you're having to wait seven, nine, 11 days to get those results back. And then sometimes those tests are coming back inconclusive. So you're having to get it retested. So you might have to go 14 plus days to even get your results. And that's just on the testing side. And then when you think about the hospital side, it's starting to build up. Where if you do have to go to the hospital, you want to make sure that you have that treatment available. So that stuff is still true to me, even though I am probably more leaning to the side of, of people that, yeah, eventually most of us will probably have to get it. And that's just, that's not being, you know, defeated. It's just being realistic about what's really happening and how it's it's really hard to eliminate this thing. So you're always going to have these pockets throughout the country that kind of start this thing back up. So I think we need to take the necessary precautions. I think we need to respect the virus, but I also think we don't want to live in fear to the point that we're paralyzed from doing anything. And I think you can put yourself in the best position to overcome this virus if you catch it right mentally and physically without being reckless about catching it in the first place. So a couple other things that I want to talk to you guys about as we're thinking about reopening is is limiting our downside and preventing these high stakes issues from happening and we're less worried about our community but the f- the friends and family members of our community or the workplaces of our community members right we have some people that are coming to the gym and then they're working with or on people that are that have these uh, vulnerable pop you know vul- vulnerable populations and and uh, pre-existing conditions and then you have people that have those people and their families and they're trying to protect those people so i think it's really important that you don't convince members to come in and that you actually encourage them to likely stay home at this time you know and again this is assuming that you guys are in a position business-wise to weather the storm but i i think that you have to lean towards this regardless and if you're in a strong position financially where you can weather the storm i think you really need to adopt this mindset of if you have members that are asking about the precautions you're taking and they start to really want to know every single detail about what you're doing i would encourage those people to stay home and and again that's not to say that you don't want to be taking those precautions because when we open back up we're going to be doing you know two to three times more what we did before and what we did before was way more than we did uh you know six months ago but it's, it's about putting these people in a position where if they do catch it, they're fully accepting of that. Because again, what we experience in our community is there was people that thought they were ready to experience this. There's people that thought they were ready to catch it or, or potentially have a family member catch it, and they weren't. Once they got it, it became a different scenario. So if there's people that are on the fence, whether that be a member in your existing community or you have a new member coming to your gym that wants to sign up, and they're very cautious or they're asking a lot of questions, I would probably encourage that person to stay home and then try to help that person reach their goals from home. Do it through nutrition coaching, accountability, programming home workouts, stuff like that. Um, One of the biggest situations that we address and we actually had a a coach reach out to one of our new members and they agreed that that new member is actually going to work from home now is we have a new member that has over a hundred pounds to lose. He has diabetes. He's not, um, too high up in age yet, but he's, he's middle age and he's got these preexisting conditions and we feel that this person is at the most risk of anybody because in his first month with us, he's not lowering his risk. He's actually increasing his risk. Think about this, right? If he's two weeks in, he's probably not lost much weight yet. He still has diabetes. He's not going to get rid of that in two weeks. And yet he's adding inflammation to his system by doing these intense workouts, being more sore. So in that first month, he might be in a situation where he's the most likely to um, have a compromised immune system, catch coronavirus, and put himself in a really bad position. Whereas if he can get to two or three months in, obviously that's a great scenario because if he's lost 30 pounds, he's improved his insulin, he's maybe no longer diabetic, who knows what could happen in three months. But those first 90 days until he gets there is a really scary 90 days. So I would look at some of the new members that you have coming in or people that have come in over the last couple months that might be in this situation and have an honest conversation with them to say, hey, here's what I think is your risk right now. And I think it's worth it for you to consider working from home until you can. Lose 20 pounds, improve your blood sugar levels, whatever it might be, and and obviously you want to consult doctors about this thing. But those are situations that I think you guys gotta look at and address um, with your your communities, um, and then definitely don't do anything that would look like withholding information. Be open and honest with your members about what's happening, even if it's bad, like us, and and you have. Coaches that are testing and and multiple coaches testing positive. You have to be honest about that and um, We've been honest throughout we try to communicate as much as possible in terms of what's happening and now that the gyms shut down There's less urgency for us to have to communicate every single case that's coming through Um, But it's really important that you are transparent through this whole thing and if if a coach does get sick or does test positive positive you're communicating that to your members. Okay? So this is something that can apply to all areas of your life. I just want you guys to think about this idea of high stakes versus low stake consequences, right? A low stake consequences like you have to you have to cut down your class size and you have a few members that can't get into class or they're upset. You might lose $100 or $1,000 or in this case this member who's brand new, we can't charge him as much because he's gonna be working from home versus in the gym. That's a low stake consequence to not be able to make a little bit more money in that scenario. But the high stake consequence of getting sued, having to be shut down and losing two weeks of revenue or someone dying who catches it at your facility is something that you guys really need to keep from happening um, and keep from taking down your long-term future. So if you guys have any questions, as always, reach out to andrew at fittown.com, and thanks for listening.